Do you know what time it is, nerds? It's time for another episode of Nerd to Nerd, where I talk to a cool nerd just like you. What is a nerd? A nerd is anyone and everyone. The nice lady that works at the thrift store and calls you cutie? Yeah, she collects antique figurines and is a total nerd. The person that installed the tires on your car? Oh, yep, you guessed it. They sing opera on, the, on their spare time and are a huge nerd. Your profession, your sexual preference, your appearance, none of that matters. All that matters is at least one passion. Today, I'm joined by Beluga of the Role Players Guild. This is a group of friends that get together, play D&D and Pathfinder. They not only stream on Twitch, they also make YouTube videos for the benefit of all of us. Welcome, Beluga. Thank you, thank you. And your intro song is banging. Thank you. When I found that, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I had to dance to it. I had to dance yep. to it. I'm doing it every time I play it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's uh, let's get into your group here. Now, yeah. I recently came across you guys uh, from, you know, the Twitter TTRPG world. It's kind of cool. So many cool people out there. So many. Now, how did your group come together and start playing? Well, one of the members is my husband. Uh, we were engaged at the time that that we started. We're pretty much all like friends in real life. So like one member I went to high school with, another member like grew up like two houses down from my husband and we're friends growing up. And it's just, a, it just all of us met in real life situations and we have been playing for on and off for about seven years, most of us together oh, at man. the table. Yeah. Wow, that's a long run, especially yeah. for a group of D&D players. And it's been the same people? For the most part, me, my husband, Dan, and Falcon, who is, his real name is Alex. We all started together and have been doing it on and off for the seven years. We have two other members who we started with who don't play as much anymore, but, you know, we still get them at the table every once in a while. And one of our main members, Squeebs, is actually one of our newer members. Uh, he's a friend of mine from work, and we got him in, so he hasn't been playing as long as we have, but he still, you know, fits into the group really well. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome when you can find a group that just meshes well together. Yeah, we have actually, like... I, I, we have like a lot of members of the guild and it's just a matter mm -hmm. of who's available when that we can like switch people out. So uh, right now me, Dan, Falcon, and Squeebs are the main group at the moment. And then whoever we can find as like a fifth is who we bring in. That's pretty awesome. That keeps you kind of, you know, open to keep playing. Yeah. If you have a set group of so many people and one person is gone, it makes it really hard to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it was like that in the beginning, too. And then we just happened to, you know, pull more people in and then they couldn't make it. So we found other people like we've been really fortunate to find a bunch of people because, like you said, in the beginning, when it was only the five of us, it you know, we had to work around each other's schedules and yeah, life happens, work happens. And yeah, it, it was crazy. Oh, nice. Well, I love your names. That's awesome. Now, <laughs> because of that, what's one thing about every member of your current group that you look up to? So Falcon is such a vivid storyteller. Like his imagination 
really, really runs wild. And when he's creating a world or creating a character, everything is so in-depth. And, like, I try to be that way, but, like, I just... I feel like I need. I'm, I'm always trying to get to the level that he's at. He's such a good storyteller. Dan is, who's my husband. He is great with voices, great with characters. He can really make them come alive. And even though he's like, you know, he always struggles with making a character, like finding what class he wants to play and like the background and whatever. But like when it comes to the character's personality, he's always entertaining. And Squeebs is kind of just, you know, he's new to this, and it, it brings you back to the time when you first started just seeing him play and, like, you know, watching it, watching the person ease into the game, but yeah. also going wild, like, trying to figure out what you can still get away with and everything. So, it, like, I, I'm kind of admirable about that, like, first step again and, like, how I wish, like, I was more open when I first started playing. Like, I was a lot more tentative, and he was... He just kind of... he He's a really outgoing person, so he was kind of just, all right, I'm just jumping in with some crazy idea, and that was yep. really cool, too. So he, <laughs> he really just doesn't have boundaries. He's just an open person who can, you know, just go wild and will test your limits. Oh, I bet that makes his character just so much cooler. Yeah, just and... To let it, it all out. It's <laughs> funny because his Sunday character, the character that he plays on Sunday for our 5e campaign, is actually the most toned down character I've ever seen him play. Because we've done one shots with him and plus our Pathfinder campaign on Thursday. Like just everything, there is something crazy about it. And then his 5e character is just like, you know, your typical, like what you would expect a person's first character to be like more like and it's just yeah it was weird how that happened oh man your group sounds awesome <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I love yeah. that the storytelling and, the the characters and then the outgoing oh man I, yeah. I love different people i think it really <laughs> helps that we know each other so personally and some of us have known each other for years and even though we haven't known squeebs for as long as we've known each other like he still fits in well it I think it really helps to know people, like, personally, which is something that, unfortunately, you can't always get with, like, the online relationships, even though yeah. I've, I've formed many friendships through the TTRPG community on Twitter, but it's just not the same as being at a physical table with friends who you've known for a while, who know your personalities, know your strong suits and whatnot, so. Yeah, so, so much cooler to be at a table, but... Yeah, I know how that is. It's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do this online now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell us about your current campaigns. You said you do a uh, a Sunday and a Thursday? Yeah, so Thursday is our Pathfinder campaign, and Sunday is our 5e campaign. To start off with, the Pathfinder campaign on Thursday is actually coming to a close really soon. Not because we're almost finished, but because I I was using a module, a, um Adventure Path through Pathfinder, and it just wasn't what we were expecting out of it, what we were hoping for out of it, so we decided we're going to be ending that soon. Pretty much the premise was that 
they were fighting uh they were fighting demons and a a crusade against demons had been happening on and off for years and they got these mythic abilities that made them so powerful and the only ones who could really fight these demons and currently they are in the demon plane the abyssal plane uh trying to get an alliance with a demon in order to stop two other demon lords so oh man yeah (laughs) that sounds like a lot (laughs) there it sounds so fun but one thing we've learned is that with the mythic paths that Pezo created, that Pathfinder created, it makes the characters really overpowered, and just most foes don't stand a chance, and it just kind of has made combat not as fun. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah, because let me tell you, the players are seriously overpowered. I don't even think they are capable of dying anymore, so. Oh, man. Yeah, that that would get a little little monotonous yeah yeah and for our group like i understand that some people don't like to do deaths in in games but our group is very okay with deaths in like player deaths in games we we understand that it happens we let the dice tell the story and we feel that it really helps like it can really help with like player emotions and player growths or character growths like the characters that the people are playing so like the fact that they can't die anymore it kind of takes away a little bit of that risk and they kind of just can do whatever and it kind of leaves out like a possible area of growth that we normally come to value but overall we did enjoy the run it just wasn't what we were hoping for or what we were expecting so we're sad to see it go but we have new adventures that will be happening soon so yeah at least you're willing to close it up and not just abandon it yeah yeah we're gonna try and find like a good place to close it just so that we can wrap it up and then we're going to do one final like battle just an episode that is just a battle where the group is going to fight the two demon lords just to see how they fare because these demon lords i looked up their stats and they are seriously tough so i just want to see how they would do so it's just going to be we're going to wrap it up (laughs) and then we're going to do just one episode of fighting just to see what happens wouldn't that be like wouldn't that kind of suck if they're like man what if all our foes were like that? That would have been yeah, awesome. <laughs> seriously, that's probably what yeah. I'm going to be like. Like, dang, I wish all of the, <laughs> their foes were this tough. <laughs> oh, I love what you said about being able to die in your campaigns. I think that that is very important because mm-hmm. if if you have that safeguard, of, oh, I can't die because the story needs me. Yeah, yeah, you just you just don't have fun. And in our current campaign, we we do the same thing. I understand people who don't want to do character deaths like you know like we all get really attached to our characters when we make them so I totally get it but we just have a feeling that when a character dies it presents new opportunity for growth amongst the rest of the group that you wouldn't be able I feel you wouldn't be able to get if like no one was able to die if everyone was just invincible but you know there's also the option of leaving it up to the player like do you want to somehow come back or do you want to just stay dead 
Yep. And in Pathfinder, we didn't really use any opportunities to revive like the dead. I don't I don't even know if there's a spell to do that. And we started on Pathfinder. We we only started D&D like this past year. So we started on Pathfinder and we have never resurrected a character. We just let the death happen. Where 5e, like, you kind of have good opportunities with Revivify, and I believe there's even a resurrection spell. And yep. who knows if our Reincarnate, group is yeah. yeah, who knows if our group is ever gonna go for that or not. We'll we'll see what happens, but we had a little moment where, you know, characters lost their lives. And mm -hmm. then my idea was, ooh, when I become really powerful, I'm gonna bring them back later. So ooh. I took I took some of their remains because I'm a, a magic user, right. but the DM decided to destroy their remains after we said goodbye to them. I was like, damn it. Ah, oh, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's for the better. It's, it really was a good story arc. Mm -hmm. It really helped my character grow from that for sure. Yeah. I, it, it does bring something to the table. It really gets the emotions going. I feel which like, you know, our group is like a really silly group. We have fun. So to get those serious moments to actually come out, it's it it, it even brings out a, comes out a little bit more powerful because we're used to just joking around at the table. So once when those serious moments come, we're just like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, those are the best, though. It mm -hmm. makes you kind of feel weird, but you're like, man, that was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So who knows? I mean... Our group, our, our, when we play 5e, we may or may not use the Revivify spell or whatever. It, whoever, yeah, who, whoever has the access to it, it's up to them or up to the DM if we can even find, what is it, like 300 gold worth of diamonds or whatever. So, yeah, that remains yeah. to be seen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you're willing to go through the work, just do it. Heck yeah. yeah and if the not, gold. Move on. And the gold. Yes. <laughs> that can be hard. We get yeah. so much gold in our campaign that it's ridiculous. But everything's so expensive, so it's it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah, I uh, I've so right now, like there's like a split in our group about like who likes Pathfinder better and who likes D D five E better. Uh and we use Pathfinder first edition. We haven't tried second edition yet. And in first edition, like, there's a resource online that we use that has, like, tons and tons of magic items, and each of them have their price. And then we look at 5e, and there's a lot of items. None of them have, a ba like, a set price. So it's yep. just, like, <laughs> I get really confused and kind of intimidated about wanting these items when I don't know how much I'm going to be spending on them or how much I need to save up for them. Yeah, yeah, that can be a little rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it, it it can even change in your game. It's like things cost a certain amount, and it's like, hey, wait, why does this cost so much now? And you're like, yeah, like it when, does. <laughs> when when I looked at the like the information, it's like, okay, a common item can be anywhere between fifty and five hundred gold. I'm like, that's a wide range. Like, that's a huge range. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't know. Like, is this item worth five hundred or is it worth fifty or what is it? Like, the, there's like so many items and it's like such a wide range. It's like I have no idea how much I need to save up for one item. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about your group. What's the most positive aspect of your group dynamic? 
of our group dynamic would probably just be the ability to feed off of each other. We are really, we really easily like bounce each, bounce off each other, even if it's like a spur of the moment, like curveball. Like we are just good with, you know, flowing with each other. And I really feel like it's because we know each other so well and personal. Oh, I'm glad you just said personal. This works yeah. out perfect. Because mm -hmm. I'm going straight into your personal history here. Oh, snap. <laughs> Man, that was awesome. What are a few of the things that you grew up with that contributed to your current hobbies? Of course, D&D, TVT, RPGs, mm -hmm. whatever other obsessions you have. And then I have a follow-up for that, too. All right. Well, let's see. I really had a hard time finding something to stick with growing up. So, like, I didn't start reading until high school, and I did karate starting in middle school. I think karate helped me with, like, kind of learning how to break out of my shell, so that when it came to D&D, &D, you know, I was still really nervous about it, but I kind of... It was easier for me to get comfortable because I was already used to having to be like to stand out like when when you're doing karate you want to be loud and precise and you want to stand out to the people who are watching you and i think that really helped transfer over a little bit of confidence into uh playing the characters once when i got used to how the game was played yeah and then reading like I said, I didn't start reading until high school, but reading really built up my imagination and really helped me think in the process of the sky's the limit when making a character or making a world, making a campaign that, you know, you just have to make it all about uh, around the boundaries that you're given. And that's a challenge in itself is, you know, okay, this TTRPG has these kinds of limits. How can I bend these ideas to the game? And yeah, it's been a, a fun ride with that. And I, I have a personal hobby of just building characters and coming up with like uh, character concepts or characters from like the books I read or whatever and trying to make them into a D, D character trying to actually make them come to life and nice yeah so like like i'll take for instance yang xiaolong from the animated series ruby i i have you know done my research and experimented with ways of making her abilities into a D, &D character and i haven't physically done it yet but like I've definitely compiled the ideas of where I want to go with that. So, yeah, uh, I, I've been able to combine, like, my love of the fiction that I read and I watch and being able to make characters from it. Oh, I love that. And mm -hmm. that actually, that I do that too. I mm -hmm. do that for, for something that we've been doing called the arena. We do, like, a player versus player thing, but it's like a... Each character is themed like, you know, pop culture icons. Oh, like that's we did, awesome. We did a Spider-Man Arachnoboy versus Batman, which is Night Stalker. Oh, it was, cool. That was my first one. It was way unbalanced. I was still <laughs> learning how to create a character, so it was so unbalanced. But after that, got a little bit better with some other ones. So 
Yeah, that that's awesome. I love doing that. Yeah, and it's so interesting trying to shape them around the parameters of the TTRPG that I'm working with. Like, m most of mine have been through Pathfinder and, you know, just working around what is available with Pathfinder and how to make th that character possible. Yeah. That challenge is fun to me. Just, you know, doing all of the research and going through all of the archetypes for each class and everything, because, oh my god, Pathfinder has so many archetypes. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a lot harder than you think. Like, oh, you go into is. that going like, this is going to be easy, and like, nope, this nope. takes a lot of time. Yeah, because not you're not going to get it 100%, but figuring out how you can get it close that you're satisfied with the results. Exactly. And then, going back and looking at the results and being like, now would this character even be effective if I played it in a in yeah. a campaign? Like, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> For Probably me, most not. of the time. Probably not. Because I know with a lot of the characters that I have, like, experimented with, a lot of it has, deals with multi-classing. And when you get to multi-classing, you know, characters start, you know, becoming a little underpowered and everything, so... Unfortunately, they won't always work out, but still building them can be an excitement, but if you ever find oh, yeah. one that does work out, it's like, yes, I did it! Yep. <laughs> I am the master! <laughs> I rule over all creation! <laughs> oh, I love that feeling. Yeah. All right, well, hmm, let's see here. Where do we go from there? Who knows? Okay, okay. What are some other things that you love to do? I know you talked about reading, you know, and, and was it high school or middle school? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> I high, that part. School, high school. I started reading middle school. I started karate. karate. Yep, yep, right. yep, yep. Um, some other things that I do, uh, I, I play a little bit of video games with my husband. I'm not a huge gamer girl, but... You know, I find the occasional one that I like to play. I'm also kind of limited on what I'm able to play because I get, like, motion sick with playing certain games. Some games I can get used to the visuals, and some games I just absolutely cannot play, like Skyrim. Unfortunately, like, I know that's a great game, but visually I cannot play through it without feeling sick. Uh, so right now, Final Fantasy XIV is is my go-to game. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I relate to to the game sickness. I have that, and I've uh, had, I had it really bad. So I, I know the struggle. It, it gets so bad, it can ruin your entire day. Uh, I, is, I think I got through, like, five minutes of Skyrim or, like, I th or right to the end of the tutorial, maybe, and I was like, nope, yep. I can't do this. Uh it, yeah, it was it. hard for me to get through that too. I still haven't played that game a lot because of that. Mean, uh, I want to so bad. <laughs> meanwhile, my husband's like borrowing like our friend's VR and trying it on VR, and I'm just like, I would absolutely just die yeah. in like five seconds if I tried it on that. Yeah, I I do VR, but there's certain games that work. If you're like oh, stationary okay. and things are coming at you, that's fine. Like, yeah. my go-to for that is Beat Saber. Yeah, that is I tried such a cool Beat game. Saber, and that actually wasn't that bad, luckily. Yeah, so, oh, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I've never heard of anybody that had it as bad as me. Sometimes I could only play a few minutes, and then it would yeah. just be so bad. Like, Ugh. 
I played Warframe for a while. I don't know if you've ever heard of that game. Um, I've heard of it, never played it though. Yeah, that game was a game where like, when I would start out, it would be kind of bad. But as I played it more often, I could get used to it and I could play it longer. So I, I'm lucky that I can find certain games that like, even if it does upset me, it just it just takes a little bit of time to get used to it. But I mostly look for the games that are no problem. So like Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy XIV is completely fine. MMOs I've found, like, I guess I don't know what it... Like, I guess because most things are stationary in that game besides yep. the mm -hmm. characters, that's completely fine. So yeah, I, I had a WoW phase and now I'm in my Final Fantasy phase. <laughs> nice. Those are good games. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I actually want to talk about the motion sickness more. So you yeah, you talk of you said that you just get used to the games. I know how that is. You know, mm -hmm. you you just play it, play it, play it until you're able to get used to it. Sometimes play for even an hour with no problems. Yeah. But what other steps have you taken to you know alleviate that that uh, gaming sickness? So I actually get all kinds of sickness. I get motion sick, car sick, you know, uh, seasick. So, I, I'm just, my equilibrium is completely off, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> um, um, for the most part, just, I'm just very selective about the games that I play. I, I try not to, anything that seems like it would be too bad, like Skyrim, I'm just, I kind of just stay away from. But the games that I do play that I can still get used to... You know, it's just a matter of taking my time with the game. So, like, you know, first day would be like, okay, I'll play it for 10 minutes. And then, you know, do that for a few days until I'm like, okay, I can keep going. I'm feeling fine. And it's just that, like, gradual progression of, okay, now I could play this game literally all day until I get, like, hungry or tired. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. One thing that I did once, but you can't do all the time because uh -huh. you, you'll know. Uh, you know those patches that you get for seasickness, like going oh, on cruises? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got a hold of one from a coworker that went on a cruise and had one left. And she mm -hmm. heard about my gaming sickness. And I hadn't played for a few years because I could just couldn't play. So yeah. she gave me that. And I could play Doom. No oh. problem. It was it was oh. Doom. Uh, it wasn't Doom Eternal. It was the the other Doom before okay. that and i was able to play that for like three days and PUBG, and it was awesome and I, it just got me back into gaming so that's when i was like you know what i gotta learn how to do this so yeah. i i did what you did you know mm -hmm. a few minutes at a time and then you build up build up build up until you mm -hmm. can play yeah but then there's this those games where it's like you look at it and it's like how does anyone play this game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Doom, I love it, but I, I cannot play it without a patch, and I only did it the once, so... <laughs> oh, I, man. I was impressed with being able to play Warframe because you are moving around like crazy, you are spinning, you are... Yeah. It, it is really crazy, and watching my husband play when he first got it, it was like, oh, I don't think I'll ever be able to play this. And then it was just like, fine, I'll give it a try. And then just, I found out that, oh, hey, it's possible to actually overcome this. So that that was the first game I was able to play where I was like, oh, okay, I can get past this and 
play whenever I want. But then it's like, if I take a break from the game and then go back to it, then oh, it's yeah. kind of like a start all over. It's like, yep, you should have kept going, stupid, <laughs> in <Yep>. your head. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, uh, well, I want to get you back on the show again. And, and your group will, I think for your group, let's do like my first group interview. Sounds I think that would be great. awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I know they so, would all be down for it. Heck yeah. You'll have to, and, uh, you'll have to deal with their rowdiness, but I'll try and keep them under control. <laughs> okay. You can try to moderate it. See what happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll crack the whip. <laughs> all right so b before we get to our you know our cool outro we talked about uh right. tell us about how you how how we can as nerds listening to this how we can find you on the internet how we can connect with you how how we can you know support you yeah so uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash the roleplayers guild. That is R-O-L-L -L instead of R-O-L-E. And we also have a YouTube channel, though that's a little bit harder to find because I don't think you can just go to youtube.com slash roleplayers guild unless you can, which would be awesome. But if you go Maybe to you our can. Twitch, <laughs> if you go to our Twitch page, there is a link to our YouTube channel in the about section i believe we can also be found on twitter at the rpg1 and also on instagram at the role players guild awesome we are all over you will find Heck us yeah. somehow <laughs> yep just type in your name you'll find them eventually exactly <laughs> all right so here it is our outro challenge so i'm gonna do an outro like i'm doing a D&D session like I'm going an outro on that and mm -hmm. then you're gonna do an outro like you're doing an interview show We're gonna okay. do a little swappy swap. Yep. Yep. All right. I'll just go ahead and go first. Okay. Here we go Thank you for joining us for another spine tingling sweat inducing heart thumping tale from deep within the void of existence itself See you next time at the table that's all I got. <laughs> I was still really good. <laughs> all right, so it's my turn. Am I doing it to this music too? I'm going to have to try and yep. do it without dancing. Yeah, right. just, just do it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Man Nerd with your special guest, the Role Players Guild. And you get a dice. You get a dice. You get a dice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Where's my dice? <laughs> I have my bag right next to me. <laughs> nice.